You are now listening to Unsolved Mysteries and Cold Cases. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, your guide into the shadowy depths of the unresolved, the enigmatic, and the chilling. Each episode, we'll delve into baffling disappearances, unsolved crimes, and tales that have slipped through the cracks of time and memory. Through interviews, expert analysis, and meticulous investigation, we'll attempt to piece together the puzzles that have perplexed minds for years. So, if you have a curious heart and a mind unafraid of the shadows, join me in unraveling the enigmas that refuse to be forgotten and give voice to the silent tales hidden within the folds of history. In the annals of history, there are few mysteries as enduring and captivating as that of Amelia Earhart. A daring pioneer, Earhart soared not just through the skies, but also through the barriers that constrained women of her era. Her name became synonymous with courage, determination, and a spirit that refused to be confined by the norms of her time. Yet, it is not her multitude of achievements that cast the longest shadow on her legacy, but the enigmatic circumstances surrounding her disappearance. In 1937, at the peak of her career, Earhart embarked on what was to be a glorious feat, a round-the-world flight. However, this ambitious endeavor would prove to be her last. Vanishing into the vast Pacific, Earhart and her navigator, Fred Noonan, would transform from celebrated aviators into one of the most profound enigmas of the 20th century. This is not merely a tale of loss, it's a narrative of intrigue, a chronicle of humanity's ceaseless quest for knowledge and truth. It's a testament to Earhart's enduring impact on our collective consciousness, her disappearance a puzzle that continues to inspire countless theories, debates, and expeditions even after all these years. This is the story of Amelia Earhart, her life, her daring adventures, her inexplicable disappearance, and the undying intrigue she continues to stir. As we delve into the annals of history, let us endeavor to untangle the enigma, piecing together the remnants of facts, assumptions, and suppositions, in the hope of shedding some light on the enduring mystery of Amelia Earhart. Chapter 1 The Adventurous Spirit Born into the heartland of America in the small town of Atchison, Kansas, in 1897, Amelia Earhart was destined to become more than just a simple Midwestern girl. Her parents, Amy and Edwin Earhart, were people of modest means but fostered an environment that championed independent thinking, a quality that Amelia would embrace throughout her life. Amelia's first interaction with flight was not love at first sight. As a young girl at the Iowa State Fair, she described her initial encounter with an airplane as underwhelming, nothing more than a thing of rusty wire and wood. Little did she know how this humble contraption would transform her life in the years to come. Her fascination with the skies truly ignited during the dark years of World War I. Serving as a nurse's aide in Toronto, Amelia encountered wounded pilots, their stories of aerial bravery stoking an unyielding flame within her. A flame fueled by curiosity and a desire to break free from the shackles of conventionality. In 1920, Everything changed. A friend took Amelia to an aerial fair in California, and she found herself in a 10-minute plane ride that would chart the course for the rest of her life. With the California landscape sprawling beneath and the wind rushing against her face, she knew with crystal clarity that she belonged in the skies. As soon as we left the ground, 
I knew I myself had to fly, Amelia later reminisced. Brimming with determination, Amelia worked odd jobs, saving every penny to fund her flying lessons. Her instructor was a woman named Nita Snook, a pioneer female aviator. Training in an old Canuck, a two-passenger biplane, Amelia mastered the art of flight. In the open cockpit, Amelia felt a sense of freedom and power that was unmatched, fueling her ambition to conquer the skies. On May 15, 1923, her efforts bore fruit when she became the 16th woman to be issued a pilot's license by the Fédération Aéronautique Internationale. Amelia's journey to become one of the world's foremost aviators had begun in earnest, but she was just getting started. Her eyes were set on the last frontier, the vast and unforgiving skies, and she was determined to leave an indelible mark, a dream that would propel her towards her unprecedented feats and, ultimately, her mysterious disappearance. With a pilot's license in hand, the sky was Amelia Earhart's playground. Yet, she yearned for more than just the joy of soaring above the clouds, she sought to make her mark on aviation history. And in the Roaring Twenties, a time filled with innovation and a thirst for heroes, Amelia was on the verge of becoming an icon. One man who saw the potential in Amelia was George Putnam, a publisher known for his support of aviators. Impressed by Amelia's determination and passion for flying, Putnam invited her to be the first woman to fly across the Atlantic Ocean. However, there was a catch. Amelia would not be the pilot, but a passenger, while two male aviators, Wilmer Stoltz and Lewis Gordon, would navigate the treacherous route. Despite her initial disappointment, Amelia seized the opportunity, eager to taste the thrill of transatlantic flight. In 1928, they embarked on the dangerous journey. Battling fierce winds, freezing temperatures, and the unpredictability of the Atlantic, the crew finally landed in Wales, after over 20 hours of white-knuckled flight. Although Amelia was frustrated that she hadn't piloted the flight, the world was smitten. She was hailed Queen of the Air, her bravery celebrated internationally. Amelia had tasted fame, but more importantly, she had tasted the possibility of what could be achieved. Encouraged by the adulation and driven by her passion, Amelia grew more daring. She began setting records, becoming the first woman to fly solo above 14,000 feet, and later, the first to fly solo across North America and back. Yet, her sights remained set on a coveted prize, a solo transatlantic flight, a feat only accomplished by Charles Lindbergh. On May 20, 1932, Amelia climbed into her single-engine Lockheed Vega, determined to conquer the Atlantic on her own. She faced many perils during her flight icy conditions, mechanical troubles, and fatigue. Yet, Amelia pressed on. After 15 hours, she finally touched down in a field in Northern Ireland. Her fearless spirit had carried her across the Atlantic, a feat that skyrocketed her to international stardom. From her humble beginnings in Atchison, Kansas, Amelia Earhart had ascended to the zenith of aviation. She proved that the sky was truly no limit, particularly for women. However, Amelia was far from done. Unbeknownst to her, her next daring endeavor would etch her name in the annals of mystery, forever piquing our collective intrigue. 
Amelia Earhart was no stranger to challenging the odds. Her audacious spirit had carried her across continents and oceans, enabling her to etch her name in the annals of aviation. But Amelia's ambition knew no bounds. For her, there was one last frontier to conquer a daring, audacious round-the-world flight, an ambitious feat that had been accomplished by only a handful of aviators before her. The plan began to take shape in 1936, when Amelia took possession of a shining silver Lockheed Electra 10E, an aircraft tailored to her needs. It was more than a plane, it was a metallic embodiment of her courage and resolve. Within its wings, she aimed to encompass the globe, a journey of 29,000 miles, from the equator and back. To navigate the intricate, uncharted routes, she chose Fred Noonan, a seasoned and respected flight navigator. His expertise in celestial navigation would be invaluable in the boundless Pacific where they planned to journey. The duo complemented each other Amelia, the audacious pilot, and Noonan, the steadfast navigator. Together, they formed the heart of a bold expedition, an endeavor that held not just the allure of adventure but also the looming shadow of danger. As news of Earhart's venture broke, the world watched in eager anticipation and silent dread. The stakes were incredibly high. Their proposed route, which would take them across remote expanses of the South Pacific, was fraught with perils, from unpredictable weather to unreliable communications. Yet, Amelia was unperturbed. In her casual, almost nonchalant manner, she dismissed the danger, focusing instead on the allure of the journey. I have a feeling there is just about one more good flight left in my system, Amelia confided in a friend, and I hope this trip is it. She couldn't have known then how prophetically chilling her words would prove to be. As she stepped into her Lockheed Electra on that fateful day in June 1937, her leather flight jacket buttoned against the wind, Amelia Earhart was all smiles. The world held its breath as she climbed into the cockpit, unaware that this would be the last time they would see the beloved aviatrix. What lay ahead was a journey into the unknown, a journey that would end not in triumphant cheers but in one of the most baffling mysteries of modern times. Chapter 2 The Fateful Journey the enormity of Amelia Earhart's round-the-world flight required intricate preparation. Every aspect, from the choice of aircraft to the determination of route, had to be meticulously considered. Amelia was leaving no stone unturned in her pursuit of conquering the globe. The heart of the journey was the Lockheed Electra 10E, a twin-engine, all-metal monoplane. This aircraft was more than just a vehicle, it was the vessel that would carry Amelia and her dreams around the world. Every element was carefully tailored to meet the demands of their route, from the powerful Pratt and Whitney engines to the fuel capacity, extended to maximize their range across the vast expanses of ocean. Fred Noonan, Amelia's chosen navigator, was no stranger to challenging voyages. An experienced seaman and aviation navigator, his expertise was critical to the journey's success. Amelia and Fred spent hours poring over maps and charts, plotting a path that would lead them through the diverse terrains of four hemispheres. They were planning to make multiple stops across the globe, to refuel and maintain the Electra. Publicly, Amelia put forth a brave face, her charm and wit endearing her to crowds and press alike. 
Behind the scenes, though, she was painstakingly addressing every detail of the mission. She pored over weather patterns, studied air currents, familiarized herself with emergency procedures, and meticulously charted the course of her flight with Noonan. Each step in the journey was evaluated, each risk mitigated to the best of their abilities. The gravity of the endeavor wasn't lost on those around her. George Putnam, Amelia's husband, despite his lingering fears, stood steadfastly by her side. He watched as Amelia prepared herself mentally and physically for the challenging journey ahead. Despite the anxiety, there was also anticipation, a shared excitement for the historical moment they were on the cusp of creating. As the day of departure neared, the hum of the Electra became a familiar backdrop to the bustling activity of preparation. Amelia's dream was on the verge of becoming a reality. Little did they know that their meticulous planning and determined dreams would soon become entangled in a web of uncertainty, resulting in one of the most intriguing mysteries in aviation history. With the final checks and preparations complete, the day had arrived for Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan to embark on their ambitious journey. It was June 1, 1937, when the duo lifted off from Miami, Florida, their silver electric gleaming in the sunlight carrying the weight of their hopes and the world's expectations. The initial stages of the journey were filled with a sense of wonder and trepidation. As they journeyed across continents and oceans, they stopped at multiple locations, refueling and conducting necessary checks on the Electra. With each successful landing and takeoff, their confidence grew. The world watched in awe as the audacious duo made their way across South America, Africa, India, and Southeast Asia. Amelia's spirited dispatches from the journey were devoured by the public. She shared tales of majestic landscapes, vibrant cities, and starlit skies, painting vivid pictures of their voyage. Yet, behind her cheerful dispatches, the journey was far from easy. Amelia and Fred faced grueling flying conditions, battling erratic weather, fatigue, and the relentless monotony of the long flights. Despite the hardships, they continued on their course. Amelia, with her relentless optimism, and Fred, with his steadfast pragmatism, formed an indomitable team. By the time they reached New Guinea on June 29, they had covered over 22,000 miles. Only 7,000 miles lay between them and their final destination. Yet, it was the next leg of the journey that would prove to be the most challenging and enigmatic. Their path lay across the Pacific, over a vast, largely uncharted expanse of water, leading them to the remote Howland Island. It was a tiny speck of land, lost amidst the endless blue, a needle in a colossal haystack. Despite the inherent risks, Amelia and Fred prepared to face the unknown, their spirits buoyed by the progress they had made. As they left La, New Guinea, on July 2nd, Amelia's last words to the control tower were filled with optimism, we are on the line of position 157-337. We will repeat this message. We will repeat this on 6,210 kilocycles. Wait. Their plane disappeared into the horizon unknowingly entering a chapter of history that would turn their daring journey into an enduring mystery. As Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan set off from New Guinea, 
the enormity of their next task lay heavy in the Elector's cabin. The small, remote Howland Island, their next stop, was a speck of land amidst the vast Pacific Ocean. The challenges were enormous, but their determination was unyielding. The pair was not completely without aid. The U.S. Coast Guard Cutter Itasca was stationed off Howland Island to help guide Amelia and Fred to their destination. As they ventured farther from land and deeper into the Pacific, their only lifeline was the crackling voice on the radio, connecting them with the Itasca. Yet, as hours passed, communication became sporadic and eventually, worryingly faint. Static-filled attempts to establish a strong connection proved futile. The last message received from Amelia, her voice strained yet calm, indicated that they were near but couldn't see the island. A thick veil of clouds and the gleaming ocean made visual navigation incredibly challenging. Back on the Itasca, growing concern turned into palpable fear. Despite their frantic attempts, they couldn't re-establish a stable connection with the Electra. The last echoes of Amelia's voice over the radio filled the air, thick with tension. Then, silence. The Electra, along with Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan, had seemingly vanished into thin air. The news of their disappearance sent shockwaves around the world. Amelia Earhart, the beloved aviatrix who had captured the public's imagination, was lost. The daring adventure had taken a tragic turn, plunging into an abyss of uncertainty. The world mourned, but it also questioned. How could a plane and its crew simply disappear? Amidst the grief and shock, a host of theories and speculations began to emerge. What followed was a decades-long quest to unravel a mystery, a quest that would navigate through murky waters of hearsay, inconclusive evidence, and enduring hope, forever marking Amelia Earhart's last flight as one of history's most captivating mysteries. Chapter 3 The World in Suspense the shock of Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan's disappearance reverberated across the globe. Yet, amidst the disbelief and sorrow, there was an undercurrent of hope. Many clung to the possibility that the indomitable Amelia had somehow survived, perhaps landing on an uncharted island or afloat on a life raft. Just hours after the last communication from the Electra, the United States launched an extensive search operation. The Coast Guard Cutter Itasca, once their guide, now led a desperate race against time. Ships and aircraft crisscrossed the Pacific around Howland Island, scouring thousands of square miles of open ocean and unpopulated islands. The world watched and waited, as day after grueling day, the vast Pacific yielded no sign of Amelia or Fred. Yet, the searchers refused to yield to despair. Naval officers, aviation experts, and volunteers pushed their limits, buoyed by the shared hope of finding the lost aviatrix and her navigator. Back in the United States, George Putnam, Amelia's devoted husband, was struggling with the unimaginable. While grappling with his own grief, he mobilized private efforts to find his wife. He worked tirelessly, liaising with authorities, aviators, and even psychics. His undying hope became a beacon for many who refused to accept Amelia's tragic end. Radio operators across the Pacific claimed to pick up faint, intermittent distress signals, supposedly from the Electra. 
Each potential signal spurred hope, keeping alive the belief that Amelia and Fred were still out there, waiting to be rescued. However, these signals, ambiguous and unverifiable, only added to the growing confusion and desperation. After weeks of relentless search, with a heavy heart, the U.S. government officially called off the operation. They declared Amelia and Fred lost at sea, their heroic journey brought to an untimely and tragic end. The world mourned the loss of an icon and a hero, the adventurous spirit who had once soared freely across the skies. Yet, the story did not end there. The silence of the seas couldn't drown the echoes of Amelia's legacy, nor could it quell the swirling maelstrom of questions. The world wanted to know what happened to Amelia Earhart. Amidst the tragedy, the seeds of intrigue were sown, sprouting a myriad of theories that sought to unravel the mystery of Amelia's fate. With the official search operations called off, the quest for Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan took a different turn. The broad expanse of the Pacific, once a theater of hopeful search, now became a canvas for conjectures, theories, and investigations. The most widely accepted theory proposed that the Electra, running low on fuel and unable to locate Howland Island, must have gone down at sea. But without any definitive proof, this theory was far from satisfying for those still gripped by the mystery. The absence of wreckage, coupled with the vastness of the search area, allowed room for other possibilities to thrive. A more tantalizing theory pointed towards Nakumaroro Island, also known as Gardner Island, part of the Phoenix Islands in the Republic of Kiribati. Some believe that Amelia and Fred might have made an emergency landing on the island's coral reef flat. Over the years, several expeditions ventured to Nakumaroro, driven by this hypothesis. The International Group for Historic Aircraft Recovery led multiple expeditions to Nakumaroro. They unearthed intriguing artifacts remnants of a woman's shoe, a sextant box, fragments of a jar that resembled one in Amelia's possession, and bone fragments. Each discovery sparked hope, yet none provided conclusive evidence of the aviator's fate. The theory gained traction when a photograph, found in a forgotten file in the U.S. National Archives, emerged. Some argued that the blurry image depicted the wreckage of the Electra's landing gear protruding from the water near Nakumaroro Island. However, the photograph, like the artifacts, failed to provide indisputable proof. Elsewhere, hopeful eyes turned towards the skies, with some radio enthusiasts claiming to have intercepted faint, desperate calls for help in the days following the disappearance. However, these claims, mostly dismissed as hoaxes or misunderstandings, couldn't withstand rigorous scrutiny. Amid the search and speculation, Amelia's story evolved beyond a tragic loss. It became a quest, a horizon that kept moving farther, the more one tried to reach it. The search for answers, as elusive as they were, perpetuated Amelia's legacy, turning her final flight into an enduring enigma that continued to captivate the world. As years turned into decades, the mystery surrounding Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan's disappearance deepened. Each new lead, each glimmer of hope, only led to more questions. As the mystery endured, so did the desire to bring closure to one of aviation's greatest puzzles. In a different twist to the tale, some suggested that Amelia and Fred hadn't perished but had been captured by the Japanese, 
who suspected them of being American spies. This theory, fueled by accounts of locals and American prisoners of war, spun a narrative of Amelia dying in captivity. Yet, official records from both the United States and Japan contradicted these claims, further muddying the waters of speculation. Confronted with ambiguous clues and conflicting accounts, many researchers returned to the crash and sink theory. Modern technologies, like computer simulations and deep-sea sonar imaging, were employed to find the Electra's wreckage in the deep Pacific. However, despite these efforts, the ocean kept its secrets well guarded. In 2019, a significant study by Richard Jantz, a professor at the University of Tennessee, brought new life to the Nakumaroro hypothesis. Jantz reanalyzed bone fragments found on the island in 1940, earlier dismissed as not matching Amelia's profile. Using modern forensic techniques, Jantz concluded that the bones were more likely to be Amelia's than 99% of the population, renewing interest in the Nakumaroro theory. Despite these developments, the mystery of Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan's disappearance remains unsolved. No theory has been able to provide definitive proof of what happened in those final moments of the flight. The lack of closure leaves the case of Amelia Earhart open, an unfinished chapter in the annals of aviation history. Yet, perhaps it is this lack of closure that makes Amelia Earhart's story eternally captivating. The unyielding flame of her spirit, her daring adventure, and the enigma of her disappearance have transcended time, making her a timeless symbol of courage and determination. As we continue to gaze into the horizon, searching for answers, Amelia Earhart's legacy continues to inspire, reminding us of the boundless possibilities that lie beyond the known and the familiar. Chapter 4 Theories and Speculations among the numerous theories that sought to explain Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan's fate, the crash and sink theory is perhaps the most straightforward. It proposed a grim yet simple end to their daring flight running out of fuel. The Electra must have crashed into the Pacific Ocean, sinking into its uncharted depths. To many, this theory seemed the most plausible, given the circumstances surrounding their last known communication. Amelia's final transmission, a plea for help locating Howland Island, suggested the Electra was running low on fuel. Faced with an increasingly dire situation and unable to spot their destination, the crash and sink theory suggests that they would have had no choice but to ditch into the sea. The sea, a vast, deep, and often turbulent entity, could have quickly swallowed the Electra, concealing its wreckage under miles of water. This theory, while grim, seemed to align with the lack of any distress signals following their disappearance and the failure of the extensive, immediate search efforts to locate any trace of the plane or its crew. Despite its apparent simplicity, the crash and sink theory was not without its challenges. The Pacific Ocean's vast expanse made locating the exact crash site nearly impossible. And even if the general location were known, the deep, Often treacherous underwater terrain would make any recovery effort incredibly challenging, if not entirely unfeasible. Over the years, several high-profile expeditions attempted to locate the Electra's wreckage using modern technology like deep-sea sonar and remotely operated underwater vehicles. However, despite these efforts and advances in technology, 
the Deep Pacific continued to guard its secrets, providing no concrete evidence to confirm the crash-in-sync theory. The lack of definitive proof left room for speculation, fueling alternative theories that question the crash-in-sync's premise. Thus, while it is the most straightforward explanation, the crash-in-sync theory, without concrete evidence, remains one of many hypotheses in the enduring mystery of Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan's disappearance. The theory of Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan ending up as castaways on a remote island, specifically Nakamororo, also known as Gardner Island, presented a tantalizing alternative to the grim crash-in-sync theory. It painted a narrative of survival against odds, in line with the tenacious spirit Amelia was known for. Proponents of this theory argue that when Amelia and Fred couldn't locate Howland Island, they must have changed course, aiming for the Phoenix Islands. Nakumaroro, uninhabited and with a flat reef for potential landing, could have been their emergency landing spot. According to this theory, they survived the landing, living as castaways, waiting for a rescue that never came. The castaway theory drew support from a series of curious findings on Nakumaroro over the years. These included remnants of a campfire, bird and fish bones a piece of plexiglass similar to the Electra's window, a woman's shoe, and most intriguingly, a skeleton. In 1940, British colonial officers discovered a partial skeleton on the island, alongside a sextant box and a shoe, speculated to be that of a woman. The bones, initially dismissed as not matching Amelia's, were re-examined in 2019 using modern forensic techniques, which suggested they could indeed belong to her. Furthermore, in the days following Amelia's disappearance, numerous shortwave radio operators reported receiving distress calls believed to be from Amelia. The signals, though weak and intermittent, were traced to the vicinity of Nakumororo, further strengthening this theory. Despite the intriguing pieces of evidence, the Gardner Island theory isn't without its skeptics. Critics argue that the evidence is circumstantial at best, with no definitive links to Amelia or Fred. Additionally, the official search flights that flew over Nakumaroro reported no signs of the Electra or its crew. Yet, the allure of the Gardner Island theory persists. The thought of Amelia, the audacious aviatrix, battling for survival on a deserted island, keeps this theory alive in popular imagination. As we continue to search for answers, it stands as a poignant testament to human resilience in the face of despair, much like Amelia herself. Among the many theories proposed to solve the mystery of Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan's disappearance, none are as controversial as the prisoner of war hypothesis. This theory suggests that the pair, instead of perishing at sea or on a deserted island, had fallen into the hands of the Japanese forces in the Pacific. The backdrop to this theory is the tense geopolitical landscape of the late 1930s. With World War II looming, the theory posits that the Japanese suspected Amelia and Fred to be American spies, leading to their capture. The Japanese-controlled Marshall Islands, where they were reportedly seen, had been off-limits to foreigners. The main fuel to this hypothesis comes from eyewitness accounts. Locals, American soldiers, and even a few former Japanese soldiers claimed to have seen or heard about two Americans, a man and a woman held captive by Japanese forces during that period. 
These testimonies painted a harrowing picture of Amelia and Fred being interrogated, imprisoned, and eventually dying in captivity. In 2017, a photograph discovered in the U.S. National Archives was touted as evidence supporting this theory. It allegedly showed Amelia and Fred in Jalawat Harbor in the Marshall Islands, supposedly after their capture. However, further analysis debunked this claim as the photograph was found to be published in a Japanese travelogue in 1935, two years before Amelia's disappearance. The prisoner of war theory, while riveting, has been largely discredited by historians and researchers. Both American and Japanese government records deny any knowledge of Amelia and Fred being held captive. Moreover, no substantial evidence has been presented to definitively prove this theory. Despite its lack of concrete evidence, the prisoner of war theory has held a stubborn place in the public consciousness. It's a theory that dramatically intertwines the worlds of aviation and global politics, adding another layer to the enigma of Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan's disappearance. Yet, without definitive proof, it remains one of many speculative paths in the labyrinth of this enduring mystery. Chapter 5. Modern Pursuit of Truth As the years passed and the trail grew colder, the quest to uncover the truth about Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan's disappearance shifted from traditional investigation methods to cutting-edge scientific intervention. Scientists, armed with advanced technology and novel techniques, took up the challenge, hoping to shed new light on this enduring mystery. Deep-sea sonar technology played a crucial role in efforts to validate the crash-in-sync theory. Over the years, multiple deep-sea expeditions were launched, targeting the seafloor near Howland Island, where the Electra was believed to have gone down. Using remotely operated vehicles equipped with sonar, these expeditions scoured the deep ocean, hoping to locate the Electra's wreckage. Despite their best efforts, the elusive aircraft remained hidden beneath the waves. On land, the re-examination of the skeletal remains found on Nakumaroro in 1940 presented another opportunity for scientific intervention. Using modern forensic techniques, scientists aimed to either confirm or rule out Amelia as the skeleton's owner. The reanalysis in 2019 by anthropologist Richard Jantz suggested that the bones likely belonged to Amelia, lending scientific support to the Gardner Island theory. Radio enthusiasts also made a unique contribution to the investigation. They analyzed shortwave radio distress signals reportedly received after Amelia's disappearance. Using computer simulations and historical data, they traced the origins of these signals further corroborating the Gardner Island theory. Furthermore, in an attempt to clarify the prisoner-of-war theory, photographic experts analyzed the controversial photograph claimed to show Amelia and Fred in Japanese custody. Using modern techniques, they managed to date the photo to 1935, effectively debunking its link to Amelia's 1937 disappearance. In each instance, scientific intervention aimed to bring objectivity and clarity to a case shrouded in speculation and uncertainty. While these scientific efforts have yet to provide definitive answers, they have managed to push the boundaries of our understanding, offering tantalizing clues and debunking unfounded claims in the enduring quest to solve the mystery of Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan's disappearance.
In the realm of enduring mysteries, the disappearance of Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan continues to captivate the adventurous spirit of explorers. Over the years, numerous expeditions have been launched in an attempt to uncover their fate. These relentless pursuits, often against staggering odds, bear testament to the indomitable human spirit, mirroring Amelia's own fearless pursuit of her dreams. Among these, the International Group for Historic Aircraft Recovery has been a key player. Convinced by the Gardner Island theory, the organization launched multiple expeditions to Nakumaroro, beginning in 1988. They excavated parts of the island, searched underwater around its reef, and even brought sniffer dogs to track Amelia's scent. Their findings, though circumstantial, strengthened the theory of Amelia and Fred living out their last days as castaways. Deep-sea expeditions, in search of the Electra's wreckage, also became a notable part of this ongoing saga. Organizations like Nauticos and individuals like Robert Ballard, who famously located the Titanic, undertook these risky ventures. Using state-of-the-art technology, they delved into the Pacific's depths, looking for any trace of the Electra near Howland Island, the last intended stop on Amelia's journey. While these expeditions have yet to yield the desired result, they have significantly contributed to the scientific knowledge of the ocean floor. Expeditions seeking to validate the prisoner-of-war theory took a different path, focusing more on gathering oral histories and exploring archives for any hidden evidence. These undertakings sought to unearth forgotten stories and overlooked documents that might prove Amelia and Fred's alleged captivity in the Marshall Islands. While none of these expeditions have conclusively solved the mystery of Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan's disappearance, they have kept the search alive. Each journey, each piece of evidence unearthed, each theory examined, and even debunked, have collectively kept Amelia's spirit alive, reminding us of her courage, her determination, and her pioneering spirit that dared to challenge the skies. The disputed photograph supposedly showing Amelia and Fred in Japanese custody was made possible by image enhancement techniques. These tools allowed for detailed scrutiny, eventually dating the image to a time before Amelia's disappearance. The role of technology extends to communication as well, enabling widespread sharing of information and theories. The internet has allowed for global engagement with Amelia's story, making it possible for people from around the world to contribute to the discussion and even propose their own theories. In the realm of radio analysis, digital technology has facilitated the re-examination of the reported distress signals following Amelia's disappearance. Computer modeling and signal analysis have allowed researchers to analyze these transmissions and simulate their possible origin points providing further clues. As technology continues to advance, it holds the promise of uncovering more evidence and unlocking more secrets in Amelia Earhart's story. Whether it's finding the final resting place of the Electra or conclusively identifying skeletal remains, it's clear that technology has an integral role to play in solving this age-old mystery. Technology, much like Amelia herself, continues to push boundaries, venturing into the unknown in the pursuit of truth. Chapter 6, Legacy and Unanswered Questions Despite the passage of time and the advances in technology, the disappearance of Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan remains an enduring enigma. 
the story continues to captivate audiences worldwide, providing a compelling blend of adventure, bravery, and mystery that resonates with our shared human experience. The fascination with Amelia's disappearance is as much about the woman herself as it is about her final flight. Amelia was a trailblazer, a woman who dared to defy societal norms and dared to conquer the skies, a territory largely dominated by men. Her strength and ambition continue to inspire generations, and her story reminds us of the power of human potential and the unfaltering pursuit of dreams. The enduring enigma also lies in the nature of the mystery itself. Disappearing without a trace into the vast Pacific, Amelia and Fred's fate invites speculation and intrigue. The various theories each have their own threads of plausibility, keeping the mystery alive. From a crash and sink in the open ocean to surviving as castaways on an uninhabited island, or the controversial claim of being taken as prisoners of war, each scenario contributes to the enduring puzzle. Yet, the mystery isn't just about what happened to Amelia and Fred, it's also a symbol of our quest for knowledge and understanding. The continuous search for answers, the tireless expeditions, and the unyielding scientific investigations mirror our collective curiosity and determination to uncover the truth. Amelia Earhart's story, though marked by a haunting disappearance, isn't one of defeat. Rather, it is a testament to human resilience, ambition, and the never-ending quest for exploration. The enduring enigma of her disappearance reflects our shared fascination with the unknown, our admiration for the brave, and our persistent hope that one day we might finally uncover the truth. The story of Amelia Earhart isn't solely about her mysterious disappearance. It is also a tale of an extraordinary woman whose audacious spirit and pioneering achievements have left an indelible mark on history, inspiring generations. Amelia, in her life, broke down barriers and shattered glass ceilings. She was more than just a famous aviatrix. She was a symbol of progress, a beacon of women's empowerment. Her success in a predominantly male field demonstrated the capabilities of women, challenging societal norms and encouraging other women to dream big and pursue their passions. In her pursuit of the skies, she became a role model for young girls worldwide, inspiring them to take up careers in aviation, science, technology, and other fields that were conventionally seen as men's domains. Even today, she remains an influential figure for young girls learning about aviation, an embodiment of the belief that the sky truly is no limit. Her story has transcended time, finding its place in books, movies, and songs, amplifying her inspirational impact. Films like Amelia and books such as I Am Amelia Earhart have brought her story to life for younger generations, keeping her legacy alive. Even in her mysterious end, Amelia's impact is evident. The intense search that followed her disappearance and the continued interest in her story highlight our collective admiration for trailblazers like Amelia who dared to explore uncharted territories. The disappearance of Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan is a mystery, but the inspirational impact of Amelia's life is crystal clear. It's a tale of courage and tenacity a timeless story reminding us that we should not be afraid to push boundaries, explore new frontiers, and, above all, pursue our dreams, no matter how unattainable they may seem. 
As we step back and survey the rich tapestry woven by Amelia Earhart's life and disappearance, we find ourselves entranced by the unresolved threads that dangle tantalizingly, keeping the enigma alive. These unresolved threads span across multiple theories. The crash and sink theory has its mysteries. Despite extensive and technologically advanced sea explorations, the wreckage of Earhart's Lockheed Electra aircraft has never been definitively found. If Amelia and Fred crashed into the sea, why does the vast expanse of the Pacific remain silent, withholding the evidence? Equally intriguing is the Gardner Island, now known as Nakumaroro, theory. The skeletal remains discovered in 1940, the remnants of a campsite, and the curious piece of aluminum all seem to whisper Amelia's name. Yet, why does the DNA analysis of the bones refuse to conclusively confirm this? Then there is the captivation of the prisoner of war theory. The allegations of governmental cover-ups, the photos supposedly showing Earhart and Noonan in Saipan, and the accounts of locals create an enticing narrative. Yet, why does there remain a lack of definitive proof or governmental admission? In this uncertainty lies the captivating allure of Amelia's story. Each theory, each piece of evidence, each narrative offers a jigsaw puzzle piece. Yet, the complete picture remains elusive, as if the final pieces are hidden, waiting for the right moment to surface. These unresolved threads extend beyond the circumstances of Amelia's disappearance. They encompass the essence of who Amelia was, what she represented, and the impact she has left behind. In our pursuit of the truth about her disappearance, we find ourselves retracing her life's journey, appreciating her pioneering spirit, and feeling inspired by her unwavering determination. Thus, as we continue to untangle the threads of Amelia Earhart's story, we are continually reminded that her legacy extends far beyond the mystery of her final flight.